radio free rat race. You are in your car. You are on the grind. You're at the gym. You are feverishly deleting your browser history. You are doing the things that make up your everyday life. And Radio Free Rat Race is there with you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5. Welcome Rat Racers. Welcome everybody. Thanks for coming back. It is a pleasure to see everybody here, all you wonderful, shiny, happy people that have decided to stick it out with me so far. I think we're finding our voice a little bit more every single day. I'd like to start out as we always do with a nod to our sponsors. And um, this one is an oldie but a goodie. It is Jameson Castmates. Again, not a financial sponsor, but a spiritual, spiritual sponsor. We're going to take a little taste of that right now. That makes it a lot easier to get on here and feel self-important enough to prattle on for 20 minutes about whatever I want to talk about. And speaking of which, this is what we call a tease in the biz, ladies and gentlemen. Our other sponsor is not Ready Player One. Ernest Klein's pop culture holy grail, directed by Steven Spielberg, coming out on March 30th this year. They're definitely not sponsoring us. So, uh, today was a common, very rat race day for me. Woke up right on time at 4.15, sprung out of bed with tons of back pain. I hurt myself at the gym. That's awesome. Can't, I love being 35, it's great. And I know I'm making it seem like being 35 is a thousand year old man, but uh, well, my body's been well ahead of Western medicine, or should I say the deterioration of the Western carcass. I've been in a lot of pain for a lot of time. Had a bunch of surgeries. I had two hernias before I was 23. I'm a, I'm a train wreck. So at work today, I get to work long. I clock in a long time before the sun decides to clock in. And I have to go out and walk around in my backyard where we store all the steel. I work at a galvanizing plant and there's a large, large seven acre laydown space back there. And I have to go out there in the mornings and figure out what we're going to run. I have to locate it. And um, today when I was out there, we have a big light in the middle of the yard and it projects shadows and there was a there's a piece of handrail laying down that was projecting a bunch of shadows and uh, they were vertically I'm sorry they were horizontally oriented to me I was looking right at them and as I walked I was looking right at the shadow but I didn't notice that there was a 4x4 concealed by one of the shadows so I kicked it like Ray Finkel and I'm not kidding you when I say I went full tumble, ass over tea kettle on the jagged, broken cement, right in front of everybody, and um, you know, I have to admit, when I came up initially, I think my back felt better. I think I gave myself like an amateur chiropractic adjustment. I'm not even lying about that. Now, 10 or 12 hours after the fact, 
I think my back feels a lot better because of my spiritual sponsor. But in all honesty, it was a really very strange phenomenon. I thought that I might have been in shock from the pain I was in and that later on in the day, maybe my back would hurt more. But uh, no, I'm actually, I feel a lot better. The only thing that really hurts on me is where my shoulder impacted the concrete itself. And that was, uh, that was not pleasant. Something that is pleasant, though, is sharing things you love with the people around you. Uh, I'm big into that. I've always wanted the people around me to like the same things that I do, which is tough for me because I have distinct tastes. I'm a man of passion, and my passion runs deep, but I have a lot of what I could only describe as withering contempt for 90% of music out there. I don't like it. I love music. Music, I've been talking about talking about music for basically the run of this show. I haven't had an opportunity yet. That's called a tease. But I do love music. Uh, I love TV. But I love, I could probably name the 10 or 12 or maybe 15 shows over the course of my entire life that have caused me to love television the way that I do. I could very easily name the top 25 movies in my life. And I, I find people, they have, um, they have great difficulty when you say, what's your favorite movie? I don't have to think about that question. My favorite movie is The Godfather, just in case you're wondering. And if you haven't seen The Godfather, if you're on your way to work right now, call in sick, turn off this stupid podcast, and go home and watch The Godfather because it is the best GD movie ever made in the history of cinema. And I've seen Star Wars. And I'm not talking about the new one. I won't ever talk about the new one. At least I hope I don't have to. Because my mom always said, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. But I'm getting sidetracked. I wanted to talk about sharing the things I love because, as I teased earlier, I want to talk about Ready Player One. A central theme in Ready Player One is the crazy old man that initiates the whole shebang, that gets the whole thing rolling. His name is James Halliday. He created a large virtual matrix-like simulation called the Oasis. And everyone in the not-too-distant but somewhat dystopian future exists primarily in the Oasis. And when James Halliday, this old man, dies, he sends out a video to everyone in the Oasis, which means literally everyone in the world sees it. And he says, somewhere in the Oasis, I've hidden half a trillion dollars and complete control over the fate of the Oasis, which is essentially like being named Emperor of the World in this context. And that's where we find our protagonist. His name is Wade Watts. His dad named him that because, well, he comes from a long, he's descended from a long line of dorks 
who think that alliterative names are cool and they sound like superheroes. So it works. It works for the story. Uh, Wade Watts is a gunter. That's an egg hunter because James Halliday left all his, all his wealth in the Oasis as an Easter egg. Now that's about as much hard information as I'm going to give you about the book itself. Um, which I didn't read, by the way. I listened to on Audible. Also not a sponsor. At least, not yet. Um, but I, I do want to talk about the spirit of the book. And I do have a lot of questions about whether or not the artistic value of this movie that's coming out is going to be fully appreciated. I think a lot of people are going to look down on this because it is a large amalgamation of uh, pop culture references. The main character drives a DeLorean with the scanner from Knight Rider on the front of it. And uh, let's see, I think there's a phase matter shifter from maybe Buckaroo Banzai. I don't remember all the specific details on that. It's not important. But it does have a big Ghostbusters logo on the side. So that's a real hodgepodge right there. Just the car has four separate pop culture references in physical appearance. I expect that Ready Player One is going to have one of the greatest marketing campaigns ever if they haven't already done it. For those of you who don't know, the author of the book, Ready Player One. Hey, put your phone on silent, you. All right, I owe all my listeners a drink. You can collect that. We're at a young enough stage where we can do that. That offer expires on, where are we at here? February 28th, that offer expires. But if you heard that, that was a text message. I owe you a drink. Anyway, back to it. The author of Ready Player One actually drives that car, the DeLorean with the scanner and the Ghostbusters logo. And when he released the book, he actually put out an Easter egg in the pages of the book that would enable you to win his car. So this guy, he walks the walk. And so that drew me into the universe of Ready Player One a lot more. And uh, when I first read through the book, sort of superficially, I thought I fell victim to what I think a lot of people are going to fall victim for, uh, to, that is. And that is not seeing the story for what it is. It's a classic story. It's a classic hero story. Uh, I won't tell you how it ends. But it it just seems like it, it feels almost lazy at first until you really look at it and if someone told you how to paint a masterpiece like even if they gave you a jigsaw puzzle like a giant jigsaw puzzle with a thousand pieces and if you could put it together then you could be credited with a masterpiece you still have to do it it's still a monumental task and I don't think just anybody can do it I think it takes a great amount of talent and I think James Halliday is a good a good vessel for expressing the author's desire for the reader to be interested in the same things that the author is interested in so it's it works on a lot of levels and I'm 
I'm absolutely no different. I walk around, like, I've heard people say that they think The Godfather is a good movie. It's all right. And it just blows my mind. You know, I, I completely can't understand how you could watch The Godfather and not think that it's the greatest movie of all time. And I think that that's something that Ernest Cline and his character, James Halliday, share. Anyway, we got a lot of time before Ready Player One comes out. Uh, but when it does, hopefully this podcast will still exist. And I will be taking all the input I can about that. And that's serious. You can send me an email when the time comes. If you've read the book, hit me on Twitter at RatRacePod or send me an email to RatRacePod at gmail.com. I want to talk about Ready Player One because I love it. It took me a while to learn to love it. But once I did, it really found a place in my heart that things that you find later in life or things that come along in modern times just don't, they can't find those places in your heart like they could when you were young. You know, there's a lot of terrible art that we all like that just had the fortunate circumstance of being a part of our formative years. So, open up your hearts and let Ready Player One in. Anyway, I'm hoping Ready Player One is a big point of discussion on this show. I'm, I'm really excited about it, so you guys are going to wind up seeing it. It's a Spielberg movie, so you're going to see it because that's what you do with Spielberg movies. Um, and when you do, just go with a little radio-free rat race in the back of your mind and tweet me with your thoughts. Live tweet me with your thoughts. I'll talk about it. I would love to talk about it. I have nobody to talk about this book with because I don't know anybody that's read it. So I'll be looking forward to that. Another thing I wanted to talk about before I take off, we'll wrap it up here in just a minute. Um, I lost 60 pounds last year. I should clarify, I lost 60 pounds in six months last year. And then I've kept it off ever since. And the way I've done that is a diet called no sugar, no grain. And it is the best thing from a diet standpoint that has ever happened to me in my entire life. I don't worry about my weight. I never go hungry. And my life is better. I feel better. And I never shut up about this diet. I've been very careful not to talk about it on this show. But that is keeping Promethean fire from the humans, and I'm not willing to do that. So, humans, if you are struggling at all with your weight, please send me an email at ratraisepod at gmail.com or hit me on Twitter. But you can go on Gmail if you want to be kept confidential. If you have questions, I have solved the great riddle of weight loss. I don't ever worry about it. I have friends. I have a friend that has lost 90 pounds on the same diet as me. And so I want that for you. So if you're struggling, if you're having a hard time, and if you're ready to change 
to be done with that grind, to be done with the nonsense crash diet, whole 30 grains and bars and oatmeal and nonsense, get in touch with me and I will help you. I don't care if I know you. I don't care if I've never met you. This is a way that I can help people and it's something that I would very much love to do. So again, if you ever struggle with your weight, give me a call and I will always be willing to help you out. That seems like a good note to head into the sign-off for Radio Free Rat Race. I am Lane reminding you that to be yourself is all that you can do.